Welcome to Out of Curiosity. Consider us your field guide for queer pride. You will hear from the best of the best in terms of queer business leaders, queer relationship experts, the activists working to protect us all, and everyday LGBTQ plus people that have figured a few things out so you don't have to. Out of Curiosity is brought to you by the Pride and Joy Foundation. Let's do this. Our next speaker is Rocio Sanchez, pronouns she, they. I'm literally not even sure how we met. My earliest memory of Rocio is from my first few days on TikTok in the height of the pandemic and watching them do the simplest TikTok to absolutely crazy results. Then I noticed that Rocio took those results to LinkedIn and broke them down so we could all see how they achieved that success. Talk about a value add. With their social media savvy, non-binary fashion education in Paris, and their ability to speak three languages fluently, I instantly recognized queer talent to the nth degree. Rocio specializes in business development, social media automation and optimization, and growth hacking. They help startups, freelancers, entrepreneurs, and agencies worldwide build brands and create marketing plans and strategies to grow their business. Their clients are USA, Spain, and Latin American-based, and speak languages spanning English, French, and Spanish. Their talk today, for you, is all about hacking LinkedIn, but in a gay way. I give you Rocio Sanchez. So LinkedIn can be an intimidating place, especially as an LGBT person. Trust me, I know. I've had a LinkedIn profile for nearly a decade. It was railed into my skull that I needed to optimize my LinkedIn profile to get ready for the moment I would graduate from higher education and launch myself into the job market. Frankly, until finishing graduate school last year, I avoided LinkedIn like the plague because I felt fundamentally silenced there. Like there was nothing I could contribute that wouldn't ruffle any feathers and essentially compromise my career, a career that hadn't even started yet. I struggled with feeling like I couldn't openly be queer and voice my anti-capitalist and anti-racist views on LinkedIn. But after finishing my master's program last year, I could no longer avoid the fact that it was time to do the thing. Understanding that I had to enter the job market somehow I remembered the tips and the resources from countless LinkedIn workshops I'd been to over the years. And I set out spending hours optimizing my LinkedIn profile, learning the algorithm, and understanding how this platform works. And it's kind of my thing. I'm a digital marketer, so understanding digital platforms and their algorithms is at the core of what I do when I help my clients. So I had to figure out how to balance the reality that I needed to find a job, needed to find clients, knowing that LinkedIn was my golden ticket for that. With also this deep feeling of inadequacy I felt as an openly bisexual, non-binary person of color. After weeks and weeks of spending hours upon hours scrolling through LinkedIn and optimizing my profile, a switch flipped. I saw all these connections of mine talking about their weddings, their anniversaries, new homes with spouses, 
new babies and how their children were interrupting their Zoom sessions. Just imagine that. LinkedIn has changed so much over the past few years. I realized that it was also an opportunity. I saw all my cisgender heterosexual connections talking about their lives. I knew that there had to be some queer person out there doing the same. So I set out to find other LGBT people to connect with, even LGBT LinkedIn influencers. Yes, they exist. They were taking up space on LinkedIn with pride. It intrinsically gave me permission to do the same. It was around this time that I decided that I wanted my personal identity to be a core part of my business identity. I am a brand strategist that helps queer entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs of color take up space in the fashion industry. But your story doesn't have to be like mine. You just need to find and nurture a network that will support you in whatever way you present yourself. You don't have to put your LGBT identity at the forefront of your personal or business brand. Let's talk about one of the first steps you could take to do this. I'm a digital native, meaning I'm a part of that first generation to grow up with social media. And growing up, having always loved fashion, I felt that I had to follow all the magazines and all the models in order to break into the industry. I didn't understand the effect that would have on my mental health. And boy, did it. <laughs> it took me several years to build boundaries around social media in order to improve my relationship with it and my self-esteem. So what does that look like for me? It meant unfollowing people that didn't make me feel good about myself. They didn't have to be bad people. They could even be my friends. But if I scrolled through Instagram or LinkedIn and their content made me feel inadequate, unseen, or even depressed, I gave myself permission to free up the space that they took on my feed. And that naturally led me to have more queer people and people of color on my feed. Slowly but surely, that helped me gain confidence because I wasn't constantly comparing myself to cishet skinny white girls in the fashion industry that I would never look like or be like. My number one rule for social media is to have fun. If you're not having fun, what the hell is the point? It took me years to get to the place where I could give myself permission to make space for other voices, particularly those of LGBT people and people of color, and allow myself my own space on social media. I want to give you all permission to do the same. These are the first simple steps for setting up your profile on any social medium on your own terms. Understanding the tools at your disposal and setting boundaries around them is going to be a game changer for when, to want, for when you want to explore, grow, and play around with other parts of whatever platform you're using. One major part of this plat or these platforms is the algorithm. The algorithm is at the crux of any platform, and they're always changing, right? It's no different when it comes to LinkedIn. Essentially, before graduating from my master's program last year, I used LinkedIn as a long-form digital resume. But I had noticed over the years that LinkedIn is a social network now, definitely not what it used to be. If you're a job seeker, you might want your profile to reach the recruiter's search results page. And if you're a freelancer or an entrepreneur, you may be searching for clients. The algorithm can be your friend either way. 
And LinkedIn may tell you to use the platform a certain way, but I promise you that is not how most people are using it. They tell you to only connect with people you know in real life. And by all means, if that's what your boundaries look like, then stick to that. But the larger your network, the more likely you are to find your target audience or they are to find you. So how do you get discovered? You can get discovered through the homepage, through your connections interacting with your posts, and their interactions will show on the homepage of your third degree connections, people that you aren't connected to at all. You can get discovered through the search engine. If you have, if you have keywords in your headline, people may find that when they search for it. And your page may be, may be recommended to other LinkedIn members, including clients and or recruiters, through features like people you may know on the sides of certain LinkedIn web pages. So I want to remind you that if you want to expand your network, your connections play a huge role in discoverability. But you may notice that as you expand your network, you're starting to see a lot of content that you're not so crazy about, that you may not vibe with. Me personally, uh, when I started to grow my own network, I started to see two, I started to see a lot of talk. Uh, every other post was about Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk. I'm not crazy about people talking them up all the time, uh, particularly because I'm not a fan of their business practices. So you know what I did? I could unfollow the people that were talking about them, but I could still remain connected because that still allowed my network to be far reaching. So you don't have to, uh, you don't have to close off your network just because of certain things like that. So the algorithm can be something that you can use to your advantage and you can adjust them in your settings and in your notifications as well. So remember that as you build your profile and as you expand your network, that you're sticking to your boundaries because you're supposed you should be having fun or at least you, it shouldn't be bringing you any stress. So if you want to disable notifications, uh, improve your algorithm and what shows up on your profile and your home feed, navigate to your phone settings where you can turn off your notifications right from there. I personally turn off all notifications. I basically have no notifications on my phone. Too distracting, too stressful. If there's something I want to see, I I search for it. You can ch you could change your notification uh, settings on your phone, or you could actually change your notification session uh, your notification settings in the settings on LinkedIn.com. So remember that you can connect and unfollow and remain connected to people by just clicking on the three buttons on the home page whenever you see a post that you may not resonate with. So you're building your profile, you're expanding your network. You also, while you're building your profile, you wanna use and optimize the keywords in your headline. The, the tw tw uh, two, 2021 character limit is 220 characters. So you don't wanna just say digital marketer, what I would say is digital marketer in Paris, France for fashion uh, entrepreneurs, et cetera, et cetera. You want to kind of optimize the character limit. That way it's going to show up in the, in the search results. 
And if you want to be more discoverable, and of course, this has to be in line with your own boundaries, you could post more on LinkedIn. And another best practice to have with posting is that when you post something and you want somebody to sign up to something off LinkedIn, you want to have the links in the comments instead of in the post itself, or else LinkedIn doesn't really like when people link off of LinkedIn. They want you to stay on. So they may not boost your post if you're linking directly in the post. So you could do posts. You could also, if posts are not your thing either, if you don't feel comfortable with uh, with having posts uh, and, and, and turning those out, you could also do targeted DMs. So direct messages to people that you may find interesting. And that's particularly what I do. I'm not a big fan of posting all the time. So what I do is I actually go into direct uh, direct messages, and I find people in in LinkedIn groups, uh, in LinkedIn events, in the attendees li- list on uh, certain events, and I'll find people and I'll connect with them with a personalized message, and I'll say, "Hey, I'm a part of this group, and I and I found it so empowering, and uh, I find it so insightful. What brought you to the?" to the group and we have an actual organic conversation. I do this particularly with a group called Lesbians Who Tech, for example. This is a group that I've been involved with for several years now. And I've been directly uh, messaging people from that group and getting to know them one-on-one. And more likely than not, they are totally open uh, as the Q- as the LGBT community is to getting to know me and, and building a relationship. So you want to look at LinkedIn groups, LinkedIn pages. Um, and when I say LinkedIn groups, you just use the search engine on LinkedIn and you might find, you know, queer leaders, queer thought, thought leaders, queer professionals, transgender networking. You'll find so many groups for these things and you just have to request to join. And it doesn't, it's, it's not, there's no huge gatekeeping there. Usually it takes a couple of days to, for you to get accepted. And then you have a whole new network of people who are more likely than not totally open to getting to know you more. So there are pages, groups that are LGBT related. Uh, if you want to get creative, you can find groups uh, about your own expertise, your own skill set, career related interests. For example, I am you know, a fashion marketer, so I'll find a fashion marketing group. I'll also find, you know, I'm interested in coding. Uh, so I have, I'm, I'm in an HTML and CSS learning group. You could also find alumni groups as well. So I'm in the Fashion Institute of Technology alumni group. I'm also in the New School alumni group. Um, but if, if, if you, you could also find groups for the small business associations, there's so many things out there that uh, can definitely be a be a resource for you. And of course, follow influencers. The more people that you follow that are part of your community, uh, the more you're going to see content that is safe for you and the more you're going to nurture a community, a network that is really going to to empower you and make you feel like you don't you're not just taking up space that be, that belongs to somebody else because that is something very common that the LGBT people go through. Um, so uh, an influencer that I have in mind is um, Madison Butler, who is also going to be speaking at the summit. I'm so happy to, uh, to, to say that name because I've been following her for a while and uh, she's an amazing influencer on, on, 
on LinkedIn. So I'm very happy to, to, to share that as well. Mention the group Lesbians Who Tech. You could also go to events um, and, and see the attendees' um, names in the events and connect to people there. So lots of influencers. There are a lot of things going on there that you could really use as a resource. Um, and so I have also learned a lot from Terry Rice, who you can find on LinkedIn as well. Um, he is a consultant for consultants, and he's all about LinkedIn as well. So a lot of what I've learned has been through my own uh, research, my own hours spent on LinkedIn, but I've also gone to many of his uh, of his um, workshops in order to learn from, from LinkedIn. So I'm just sharing those resources and those names so that you can absolutely make the most of it yourself as well. So if you're hesitant to take that jump and be visible on LinkedIn, Remember that you don't have to take the dive into the deep end just yet, but rather take the time to figure out your boundaries first and foremost. If you're ready for that jump, but you're unsure about what kind of content you can be putting out there or simply want to focus on building a powerful profile and nurturing an accepting network, but you're unsure about what strategy to take, you can connect with me. I'm happy to help. And at the very beginning, I talked about graduating from my master's program, needing to do the thing. I talked about me scrolling and scrolling through LinkedIn, figuring it out, trying to understand it as a recent graduate and as a digital marketing pr professional. And then I did it. I figured out how to, as a digital marketing and brand strategist for, fas uh, for fashion entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs of color and queer entrepreneurs, figured out how to reach them on the platform. And a year ago, LinkedIn was simply a long form resume for me, nothing more. But I realized that LinkedIn is one of the first steps of really doing the adult thing after I finished graduate school. I had to decide what I was going to do with the tools and platforms at my disposal. So I made the decision to take up space in the queer space because we as a queer community can create an impact on whatever platform we use with power, strength, vulnerability, and authenticity. Last year at this time, I had 300 connections on LinkedIn. Now I have over 2,000. I used these resources, tools, and insights, and you're going to find your own. I can't wait to see where it goes. So go create your LinkedIn profile, check the resources that I'm about to link in the chat right now, and take up your space. Isn't Rocio just a badass? <laughs> There's such an incredible marketer and influencer within the LGBTQ space. I'm so honored to have them in my ecosystem. Additionally, Rocio is one of the authors in our queer business book called Thriving in Business Strategies for the LGBTQ Entrepreneur. This was published by Pride and Joy Publishing, and you can get your own signed copy at www.queerbusinessbook.com. Rocio's chapter on networking as a queer person is just incredible and a beautiful building point to the talk that they just gave. So we'd love to see you there as well as we'll make sure that all the links that they mentioned are in the show notes. Thanks so much for tuning in today. See you on the other side.